0: Hello and welcome to Banking Transformed. I'm your host, Jim Roos, founder and CEO of the Digital Banking Report and co-publisher of the Financial Brand. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing the exciting prospect of using innovation platforms to help financial institutions deliver updated digital capabilities to their members. For a perspective on this relatively new way for FinTech firms and financial organizations to partner, we're joined today by Chris Kovac the president and CEO of Constellation Digital Partners. I have known Chris for a while now, having participated in this amazing launch hackathon and spent some time in the mountains of Southern North Carolina at a retreat while working with Credit Union. Chris, great to have you on today. Thanks for having me. So start off, can you tell me a little bit about Constellation Digital
1: Partners. Constellation Digital Partners is a credit union service organization, which means we are a for-profit company that was started by 11 credit unions, all nearing or well in excess of a billion dollars in assets for the purpose of developing a new kind of digital banking platform that instead of focusing on kind of legacy stack technology and quote unquote calling that a platform, what we have built is an open development environment that allows fintechs of all shapes and sizes to create content that takes the form of, you know, financial, digital financial services, and then using our platform, those creators can create the content, secure the content, integrate the content, and actually deliver that content all the way down to credit union members and giving them the ability to choose which of those services they want to use to replace their legacy online and mobile banking experiences. So instead of going to one provider now, a credit union gets to reap the benefits of the entire fintech community in order to derive the services that ultimately they deliver to their members.
0: So what you've really done is you, you actually serve more or less like an ombudsman on behalf of the credit union community for the ability to not only analyze, but provide the, the innovation platform for fintech firms and credit unions to come together in a way that would be really hard for a, a traditional credit union to do on their own.
1: Correct. Yeah. So what our platform does is it focuses on four key components, and that's the development of content the security of content, the integration of that content, and delivery. So instead of building a web page that shows balances, we build a platform with these key four reusable components, and then we openly share those with fintechs of all shapes and sizes and with our credit unions who invested in the company, and that gives them the ability to access these services on demand.
0: So, In this this new world you're doing, you said you have investors. Can you tell me a little bit about how you went about getting, let's say, your your Series A or your first round of investors for this uh, platform?
1: Sure. So I was the CIO at Coastal Federal Credit Union in Raleigh, North Carolina, when we originally created this idea that would become the Constellation Digital Platform. After we did some initial research on it, we decided that this was something that To really achieve the full opportunity, we needed to share with our credit union sisters. So we went out and we started having conversations with credit unions of all shapes and sizes, telling them about the opportunity, telling them about the research we've done. And initially, we went out and shared the idea and raised a $2 million seed round. We took the money from that seed round and demonstrated proof of concept. We built the business plan, the development environment, the development requirements, and everything else. And then we went out and said, okay, what we have, this idea that we have will work. We've demonstrated that it will work. We've demonstrated that you can create fintech content. You can distribute it, secure it, and integrate it all the way to a credit union core. So once having that, we went out and said, if we want to build this platform to its full production capabilities, we want to operate a credit union QSO to be able to service and support the credit unions who run it, we need investors. And we actually went out to raise $27 million, which was, a. I had, there were plenty of people at the time, Jim, who told me, yeah, you're just not gonna be able to do that. That just doesn't happen. Credit unions are too slow. They're not gonna take those kind of risks. The reality is we actually raised 32 and a half million and ultimately had to shut the door because while there were more credit unions who wanted in, we needed to, uh, having raised successfully that much money, We needed to turn around and actually build the service.
0: What is that money, then, the investment money being used towards that constellation?
1: That was 2017. We founded the company following that capital raise, and we began the development of the production platform. So we have spent the last two years building the platform inside of the AWS environment. We're entirely cloud-based giving us a native cloud application, which gives us the ability to respond to demands faster and be able to grow the services more easily. We spent that time developing the key infrastructure inside the cloud, developing the core integration components necessary to be able to connect to our credit union cores. And we've spent the last nine months or so really developing those first key components those key digital services that will stand as kind of the hub of services for the credit unions. So you can't have, credit unions won't be able to adopt a new digital platform if you can't do the basics, right? You've got to do balances, transactions, transfers, remote deposit capture, and you've got a front-end bill pay. Those are just table stakes in order to get in. So we spent the last nine months working with a variety of companies to develop and create those services so that the credit unions have a starting point to which they can add fintech services from any number of our 86 other development partners.
0: So you have 86 right now companies that are working on behalf of building this new platform. I would imagine some of these organizations actually compete with each other and maybe are building similar components, but they'll they'll actually be implemented by choice by each institution as they decide, I want one from column A, one from column B. Is that the way it works?
1: that is exactly that is exactly how it works so we got into this business because credit unions didn't have choice so we've been very clear to say that we won't do any exclusivity deals or any deal that creates exclusivity for any particular developer we are open we are an open platform meaning we are open to all fintech developers they can come in. They can create services. They actually can do that without even paying us anything to do it. That's how committed we are to increasing the options that are available to credit unions. They can create the services. They can distribute them. And we even have providers inside of, our, inside of the marketplace that we coach and train on how to create services who are building products that compete with us. Because in the end, for us, it isn't about building a company and, you know, flipping it to one of the large fintech service providers that are out there. For us, it is only about getting the maximum number of great services for credit union members.
0: In the development of these new services, how are you building a platform for innovation? How how are you making it so that you're find, not only finding partners, but you're directing some of these partners in the direction you want them to be so that, when you have that complete platform of all these partners, you're gonna get the right range of services out there.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. So we actually look at our customer base as two separate groups, right? Yes, our credit unions are absolutely our customers as we develop the platform and we work with our FinTech providers to create services for it, but the FinTechs themselves are part of our customer base. If we don't take care of the FinTechs, if we don't help them understand the platform, help train them on how to adapt services to the platform, then in the end, we haven't been successful in gaining access to those services for credit union members. So we take, a, a, a half of our business is really about supporting fintechs. So we do everything from, Training classes to online online briefings for the developers. We do. Uh, we actually uh, started last year what we called the Launch Developers Conference. That this year grew just to be the Launch Conference, and that was actually a conference we put on for the fintechs where we took their developers and we trained them how to adapt services to the platform. We participated in a hackathon, allowing them to uh, use our platform to create services and then demonstrate those services within within less than 24 hours, create and demonstrate services for the credit union customers. Because part of it for the fintechs is, A, not only are they, are they wanting to demonstrate and have access to the integration services that we provide, but they also want the opportunity to stand up in front of the credit unions and say, hey, here, here we are, right? We are a provider. We're interested in working with you. So we do a lot of introductions as it relates to you know, introducing fintech providers to different credit unions as you go.
0: So is this platform pretty much a mobile banking platform then?
1: It is both a mobile and online banking platform. So it is intended to replace the existing solutions of both for members. But I would say that the application of the platform technology has potential uses far outside of just those two domains.
0: When we were working together a week ago and, and had some discussion, you had mentioned we, – we had talked about, you know, geez, this can be bigger than a bread box. You can get overwhelmed by the number of options available. But you also talked about the fact that it's not something you have to turn on all at one time, that, that you're even giving some of your partner financial institutions the ability to take, let's say, a digital new account opening solution and implement it today – as opposed to waiting until it's part of an overarching mobile or or online banking platform?
1: That's right. So we have flexibility in the ability, we have flexibility in how the services can be deployed. They can be deployed as what would traditionally be known as kind of an online banking conversion, or they can actually be deployed alongside if there's a whole new set of services that you want to be able to access even before your existing contracts are up. There's nothing that prevents us from being able to support that for members.
0: So talking about those contracts. So you have, you have your major platform service providers, the companies that are out there working in very big ways with their financial institutions. They have uh, the, the five-year contracts and everything like that. Are you competing then with these organizations from the standpoint of being able to provide them access to new ideas and innovations that they wouldn't have access to otherwise?
1: That's an interesting way to think about it. Unfortunately, they tend to sometimes have this default position with us, which is, oh, you're competition. The reality is as we talk more and more with them, they realize we're really just another potential channel for them to sell services through. So we actually have a number of the very large traditional players who are partners of ours inside of our developer environment. When they learn that about the ease of access and the ability to distribute and the ability to access uh, multiple institutions by writing one or adapting one service to our platform, that's universally appealing. And that's universally appealing for the credit unions as well because the other side of that coin has been that a credit union gets to make a digital decision every five years. They're going to do an RFP. They're going to go out and they're going to try it. It's like being held underwater. When as soon as you come up, you're going to try to get as much as you can because you know you're not going to be back up for five years. So the traditional model for that from a credit union perspective is I'm going to have this really aggressive RFP process. I'm going to beat down the providers, and I'm going to try to you know get the lowest price, always trying to get the lowest price in some cases. The reality is that we actually allow our our credit unions to make decisions every five days because access to the platform is different than the services that run on top of it. So now when I have the ability to add a new online account opening feature or add a new a new service that previously I wasn't able to access before, I don't have to wait till the end of a contract to be able to do that. And what that does for even the large service providers is it gives them more flexibility and distribution. It also means they're not having to sell the whole thing in order for them to sell something to the credit union in order to get, you know, to build up their book of business and everything else. So it really is a model in the open world where credit unions can make decisions on demand to add new services as they go that is radically different than what's been provided before. And I would argue is the difference between a real multi-sided platform like ours and what other people call a platform.
0: Well, I would imagine also because you have a very narrow focus on what you're trying to achieve here, that because of the fact you're working on behalf of the credit union community and on behalf of the fintech firms, that everything you're doing is to make that innovation cycle, that deployment cycle faster, and even to the degree that an organization may have the ability to be so agile that they could flip out one of your solutions for another one of your solutions almost on cue.
1: Yeah, certainly. There's, there. You're never going to get past the data transformation elements or the data conversion elements that are there. I'm certainly not saying that you know you can turn on and off uh, your core transfer functions uh, on demand. But what we are saying is we are absolutely making because our focus is on integration and distribution and the ability for the credit unions to be able to access those services. That yes, they can absolutely make decisions faster. They can because you know, the other part of it is that they can make decisions that expose more of their services to their members. The reality is if you go into most community-based institutions today and you look at their digital offerings, members are only able to access about 20% of the institution's total services. So by being able to add new services that are to expose other things like mortgages and mortgage banking, you're able to actually get and support more of that member or customer relationship With them as you go.
0: So, in a digital bank report that we just have finished up and some research on innovation, we found that only 17% of organizations consider themselves innovation pioneers. And I would suggest that that may even be overstated to a degree because of the fact that they may be comparing themselves to the banking community as a whole as opposed to an innovation pioneer in the real world. So, you're really given financial institutions, credit unions in this case, the ability to move up the ladder as far as speed, effectiveness, solutions, and maybe even, I'm thinking, you have even have a personalization component on this where an organization could build different types of output, mobile banking platforms and online banking platforms, based on customer needs as opposed to simply have everything be in uh, one flavor.
1: And, in fact, giving members the ability to personalize their experience. Part of, part of what we do today is that we, we deliver to members the lowest common denominator, right? The least offensive banking product we can. And the reality is we're delivering something to, for example, my 17-year-old son and my 70-year-old father that, frankly, doesn't entirely meet either of their needs, with Using the services of Constellation and our FinTech partners that are creating the services that are distributed through it, a boomer can, can tailor their online services to meet their needs through the same solution that a 17-year-old future college student can do as well. And of course, they have very different needs, but they can still access the services that are meaningful to them.
0: So during this journey that you've had, what has been maybe the, the biggest positive surprise or the biggest advantage that you've been able to say, you know what, we're going to be able to deliver something totally unique. What has been the biggest surprise for you
1: on the positive side? By far, the biggest surprise for me has been how interested the fintechs are in working with community-based institutions. For a long time, community-based institutions have been told through all the, through all the conferences we go to, and we see those slides that have all the different logos on them, that fintech is coming for your customers. Go home and think mobile first. Well, the reality is that they never had the tools to actually think about mobile first. And, and the other part of the reality is that those fintech providers are very interested in working with community-based institutions. In fact, we hear many times that working with credit unions and working with community-based banking institutions are easier for the fintechs than working with the very largest banks, and that really has been a huge surprise for us because you know, obviously I came out of the I came out of the, the credit union world, so I had to get really familiar with what's happening inside of fintechs at large and as I got more and more into those communities, I realized that they are looking for institutions that can be responsive, institutions that can make decisions, institutions that can make investments in bringing services out to even even smaller customer bases or member bases than what the largest institutions necessarily would require for them to go live.
0: Well, and your organization can provide scalability that none of the fintechs could get on their own necessarily. So how many fintechs you do right now have um, involved on the uh, Constellation Digital Partners platform? So we have
1: 86 development partners. We actually, as part of our development strategy, uh, about a year ago, we actually released our developer environment. That allows developers to go in, create services, access our documentation and API, be able to connect to our sandbox core, and be able to um, actually, after they develop, submit tiles for certification to us. Today, there's 177 individual developers creating content with nearly 180 projects on the fly, like in real time. That's happening today. And the best part of that is all of those projects represent future services to credit union members.
0: That was what amazed me is that the number of participants you already have and the fact that, you know, as you said, some of these participants have multiple solutions they're going for, but you you have the ability to listen to the credit union community, find out what their needs are, put, put that back to the fintech groups and say, we need developers in this space. And all of a sudden, you have agility that never would be in place at a traditional financial institution.
1: That's right. We have the ability not just to hear about the needs of one institution, which are obviously very, very important, but we get direct lines to 11 Multi-billion-dollar institutions, what they are thinking, what their next goals are, where do they want to put their investment money? We absolutely take that information, we synthesize that out, and we work with and share that with our fintech community so that they can create the services to answer those needs.
0: Now, the counter side to the uh, positive surprises, what are the challenges you've seen in the process of development and implementation?
1: I think there's there's a couple. The first is that um, I am learning just how tough it is to find really great technical talent. We have relied on a lot of contractors as we've gone through this process. We are expanding our own technical and development teams now. I certainly had a flavor for that as a CIO at Coastal. But when you go into this world and you're talking about full-stack engineers and everything else, the competition is completely cutthroat for that kind of talent.
0: So you actually have the biggest, the same challenge that the organizations themselves would have. The good news is when you find that solution, you can deploy it against the organizations that are partners. Now, you mentioned 11 financial partners that are partners within, that invest in the organization. Are other organizations able to make use of or or benefit from your development capabilities?
1: Right now... Our focus is entirely on delivering services for those credit unions. I will say that some of our investors aren't just credit unions. Some of our investors are fintechs themselves. Credit union-based fintech providers have also made investments with us in order to create and distribute services to our credit unions. But there is absolutely the application of a platform that focuses on development integration, delivery and security actually is a universal need that can be applied to many different verticals. And although it's not currently our it's not currently our focus, it is certainly an opportunity for the organization as we go further down the path.
0: How do organizations get a hold of you so they can at least get on board to understand what you're doing? And be ready for when that debate around is available so they can actually become part of this uh, uh, benefit to your organization as well.
1: What's great about that is that we actually already have a waiting list for credit unions to be the next ones in, which which is an awesome place to be. The best way to find out more about Constellation is to visit constellation.coop. That's dot .coop. Additionally, on any of the social media channels, we do a lot on social media because we really are developing great tribes of fintech partners as well as credit union partners. So you can go to any of them, be it LinkedIn, Instagram, you know, Twitter, and check out Constellation DP as the username, and you can catch up with what we're doing.
0: Well, Chris, it's always great to get it get together with you. I'm, I'm really enthusiastic about the direction you're going and the things you're trying to answer. And a lot of them are the biggest challenges that we have in the community right now, both from a standpoint of moving the needle. And we had, you know, dinner together a week ago, and, and we discussed the fact that, you know, it does take a cultural change to be able to say, I want to do this. The need is there. Unfortunately, the financial. The financial institutions are not hurting for revenues right now, so there may not be pain. But in our meeting with the uh, credit union last week, we realized that, you know, the most progressive organizations realize we don't want to wait until the pain starts. We need to do something now. So thank you so much for being on the show today. And, and again, good luck for you and all your counterparts that are, are building some really great things in a platform environment that really has a future. Thank you very much,
1: Jim. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening
0: to Banking Transformed. If you enjoyed today's interview, please be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Also, be sure to catch my recent articles on the financial brand and check out our amazing research we're doing on digital transformation, retail banking innovation, the digital customer experience and financial marketing for the Digital Banking Report. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to producer Julie Fink and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. I'm your host, Jim Roos. Until next time, have a great week.